This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome back to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass, Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio part of the page. You can check out past shows. You can subscribe to shows on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Now, before we get started, I'd really like to welcome my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? I'm mildewing. That's what I'm doing huh? today. I'm having a great day, actually. And I've had a good week. Great to be here once again with you, Matt. Thanks for having me on your show. Uh, we always have some fun chatting it up. And I just want to let the listeners know, I don't know if the, any of them are old enough to remember back in the, especially the late 70s, early 80s, throughout the 80s, whenever there was even a sitcom, if they ever addressed a serious issue on the show, uh, before the show, you'd hear an announcer, stay tuned for a very special, leave it to be. <laughs> I don't know what the show was. Uh, Growing Pains. The, yeah. Yes, that's right. Growing Pains. And now for a very special Growing Pains. They get all serious. Well, I'm telling you right now, listeners, get ready for a very special financial compass with Matt Brunner because it is Matt's birthday. This is his birthday week, his birthday month. And uh, Matt, are you going to tell the kids out there how old you are? I am going to be 47 this year, Tony. 47. You had to think about I it. I forget. Yeah, I forget now. It doesn't matter after you know. Oh like, yeah, once I, at this point in your age, it's just the zero birthdays that you you know feel uh, to me that matter anymore right. to me. And even after so, a time, not even those. Yeah. Right. So I have to do the math. What year is it? That's how old I yeah, am. Yeah, I have no idea how old I am. I don't celebrate birthdays. I wouldn't even know it's my birthday if my kids and Facebook friends didn't remind me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have my a fake birthday on my Facebook profile. Oh, do you? Because I don't like everybody knowing all that much information, so yeah. it really cuts the wheat from the chaff there that you can find out who knows your real birthday and who's just Facebook birthday. Right, exactly. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But even even some close friends might second guess themselves and like, oh. Sometimes they do. I had yes. it wrong, I guess. Well, uh, you are a trickster, uh, Matt, when it comes to your birthday. So I'm going to guess if you said you're 47, you're probably 42. And I know you don't like to reveal uh, things like that, but you look young. I mean, you you don't look a day over thirty-seven, so you've got that oh, going. Thank for you. you, which is nice. Yeah, forty-seven's the new thirty-seven. Yeah, that's right. That's what, what the all, that's what they're all saying. Well, uh, speaking <laughs> of what they're all saying, what are we talking about on the show today? Well, today we're going to talk about avoiding phone scams and the mechanic of tariffs. Now, uh, they don't really have a lot to do with each other, kind or of, except anything. that they're, I mean, they're both, they're both in the news a lot, right? And they can both really kind of 
impact listeners for sure. And they have this potential to kind of create chaos in finances. So I think that's, you know, that's the tying line between the two. And now I said, you know, I use a different birth date on social media. So I just like one of those little things that you can keep track of those things. You don't have to, it's better to protect some of your personal data, but some of these scams are people going after your data. Now yeah. there's, we're, we're going to do this dive. Uh, there's some common phone scams we're going to talk about. There was a reader's digest article called watch out. These 10 phone scams could steal your money. And that, I, I tried to do the exclamation. That's good. You did good. Reading of it. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> our goal, give you information that can help you avoid falling for these scams. Now, a lot of people think they're pretty savvy. And I think it's it's scary how many people get caught up in these. They're an increasing problem. There was a 2018 press release from firstorion.com. And they're designed to provide transparency and communication. Now, the the thing they release nearly 50% of us mobile traffic will be scam calls by 2019. So we're living in it right now. Yeah. They so said this, this last year, year, this year, 50% of all yeah. mobile calls will be scams. That sounds awful. I think about how, how often their phones ringing and how much junk it is. It, it, arming. So arming yourself with the knowledge about these different types of phone scams could be absolutely useful in keeping your financial information safe. Now, I, 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 that there's a lot, there's a lot of them out there. There's different types. So let's, let's get into the reader's digest article. The one that, the first one they mentioned is the, can you hear me scam? Now this one's designed to record your voice when you answer yes. Now this recording can be used to claim that you agreed to something you didn't do. The one way to avoid this, always answer people you don't know in full sentences. There's reader's digest suggests using, I can hear you just fine instead of saying just yes. Now, you know, there's all these deep fakes going on, and I don't know that any one of us, certainly not myself, probably you, you're important enough to for somebody to do a deep fake on you. But, you know, <laughs> you have to protect yourself. There's so much technology out there that makes some of these easier that just by changing that one little thing, instead of saying yes, say, I can hear you just fine. Or is this, is this you, Mr. Brunner? Instead of saying yes, say, this is Mr. Brunner. So those kind of things. And not that it's just a little little protections well and it seems so innocent we all remember that classic commercial with the can you hear me now line i guess it would be easy for people out there to get confused and give these scammers exactly what they want in response not knowing you know yeah very memorable commercial and now he's working for the competition so he's even uh, levels of scammery now the next scam <laughs> work, uh, that this next one i want to talk about very prevalent during tax season. Now, the caller will pretend to be an internal revenue service agent, and they're going to threaten legal action if you don't pay your balance immediately. Now, the IRS is not going to do this. They're, they might even ask you to confirm your personal information. Total scam. IRS only uses official letterhead for communications. They're not going to call and tell you they're going to send a police person out for unpaid taxes. They, they're not going. It's a matter of policy. Even if you feel the call might be legit, hang up. Call the IRS back directly. If you have an issue, the official phone number should connect you with an appropriate department. Wow. Well, yeah. In fact, you know, the IRS will never call you. They don't do that. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, the big companies won't ever call you. So uh, if you get a call, just hang up. And if you really think it could be legit, look that uh, legitimate uh, business or government up. Uh, on the interwebs and find the actual number and call it right yeah yeah like so perhaps a bank some another one per, banks call to verify recent transactions That's true banks do call 
Yeah, you can safely answer yes or no to verify the transactions, but don't provide any more additional information. If they ask for more, hang up, flip over your bank card, call the number, the customer service number on the back. They can then verify if the call is legitimate. And if it's a legitimate call, no bank is going to get upset for you protecting yourself. That's true. If the person on the other end of the line is getting upset for you trying to protect yourself. Pretty big red flag that it's not legit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure when somebody seems to know information about you, it seems to make it uh, more legitimate and easier for them to scam you, right? Yeah, that's something scam artists are counting on. They're trying to make it seem familiar. Now, there's another tactic, and it involves curiosity. So curiosity is hard to resist. There's, so there's this one ring scam that they talk about. Your phone will ring, but just once. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to get you to call them back out of curiosity. If you have the caller ID or something. So they one, they confirm that your number's working. And they might answer or they might call you back later. And then they flip the script by asking why you called them. So while your brain's working on that, they're going to try and get important personal data out of you. Wow. Wow. And it seems to be a trend. Incoming calls used to confuse and steal information or to influence somebody who might be vulnerable on the other end of the line, right? Yeah, it's nefarious, to say the least. Disturbing, absolutely. They involve, you know, there's this horrible one that involves calling to claim uh, loved ones are being held against their will. This actually happened to a friend of mine. Uh, they called and said they had her son, and she could have sworn it was her son in the background. It could be a child, grandchild. They play on your emotions with these dramatic, they, have, they hear you screaming in the background or pleading for help. She could have sworn it was her kid's voice. Now, in these scenarios, it could be very easy to let your emotions carry away, carry get carried away. Now, try to contact the loved one another way. Get as much information from the caller as possible. If they're willing to stay on the phone and they help you confirm a monetary transaction, very good red flag. It's a scammer, not a kidnapper. Kidnappers rarely stay on the phone for long. So, you know, they're willing to hold it while you, hold, while you go get your wallet. It should be a really big red flag. Oh, yeah. Uh, that seems especially horrible, though, that scam. I can't imagine how terrifying that would be to get a call like that as a parent. Yeah, I couldn't imagine warning someone against it until it happened to a good friend. You know, when it it, it seems like that's one that you would never fall for. Yeah. This is not this person that got it. Not a sucker. Not someone you would ever think would be able to get pulled on that. And heart was wrenching. She thought she heard her son screaming oh, in the background. Terrible. So terrible. Yeah. Well, I, and I know for our listeners out there, let's take a minute to remind our listeners that if they have financial uh, needs or questions, uh, how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation. Sure. You can call us uh, 800-339-9252, or you can get us on the internet, compass-ltd.com. And you go there, you go to the top left-hand part of the page, fill out what's called the color of money risk analysis, and that'll give you this proprietary score that you come in, we sit down and talk about, and give you, you know, a chance to get in touch with us. We'll sit down, talk about that score, what you need to do, and hopefully answer any of those questions you may have. All right. Sounds good. And listeners, as a reminder, you are listening to Compass Financial Radio, the financial compass with our host, Matt Brunner, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Now, uh, we're talking about uh, phone scams, and you went over a lot already. Uh, what else do you have? Okay, so another type of scam the article mentioned, 
jury eligibility, everybody's favorite task, right? Now, a target may receive a call that claims they're up for jury duty. Now, the scammer's then going to ask them to confirm some personal information. What they're trying to do is steal sensitive information. As I mentioned before, best way to combat this attempt, hang up. Call the number associated with the official department, the courthouse, etc. Don't ask the callers for numbers to call them back. Very easy for them to give you the number they want you to call. If they're legit, you should be able to call them through an official number to confirm what's going on. Ah, yeah. See, that's that's it. Again, it's the same type of thing. Uh, when uh, hang up and find out what the actual number is and call it back. Uh, I think that's a good way to combat a lot of these uh, because it sounds like that IRS and bank scam you mentioned. Yeah, the, the attempt's the same no matter what kind of smokescreen, no matter what kind of con disguise they're using, IRS, banks, jury duty, something like sweepstake giveaways, incoming calls asking for your personal information, especially your social security number or any financial account information should always be treated with the utmost caution. Well, yeah, good point. A healthy dose of skepticism is a valuable weapon against phone scams, obviously. Absolutely. Great put. That's very well put. You know, that and it brings us to this final phone scam I want to talk about today. So as we mentioned before, scam artists often prey on confusion, you know, same way like street magicians kind of get your mind elsewhere, right? They get you confused thinking about something else. That's where they're doing those up close tricks that you think are so incredible. Now they'll try some, some of these scammers are going to try scare tactics scare tactics i'm sorry and, and they will at times also take advantage of a individual's charitable nature now scammers can impersonate charities political parties lobbyists non-profit organizations maybe even alumni organizations they'll use your charitable nature against you ask for donations over the phone now while you may want to donate to any one of these groups any one of these organizations it's absolutely appropriate to ask them to mail you information or to hang up and call the number directly. For some people, that's really hard to do. They feel like it's being rude, but I'll tell you, it's much better to feel rude than to put your financial data and accounts at risk. Well, and that's a good point. Uh, that's a really good point. Now, you mentioned that some of these scammers impersonate lobbyists or nonprofit organizations and things like that. Uh, I'm not a scammer, and uh, I've never impersonated a lobbyist, but I have told people that I'm Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> I often well, and, uh, introduce this, myself as Brad Pitt, especially over the phone. <laughs> well, it, it would work in person as well, I'm sure. But <laughs> Right. <laughs> Listen, when I was in college, one of my summer jobs was I was I worked in the call center at the at the university calling alumni, former alumni for donations. So it's not that there's not legitimate departments to do that. And you feel bad because most of those people are working on little bits of commission. If they get X amount of people to donate, they make maybe a little more an hour that night. You can't use that as a reason to feel bad about calling back in. Call and make sure who's calling you is legit. It's just that simple. Uh, and I'll, some one, one last thing I want to talk about, you know, especially when we're talking about these charitable organizations, look them up. Go to charitynavigator.org. It rates organizations on factors like how much of each donation goes to the cause versus administrative costs, et cetera. 
they, they, they examine two broad areas of the charity's performance, their financial health and their accountability and transparency. So that alone can help you make more informed about decisions about where your money goes. Don't let people just pull your heartstrings and talk you into giving you a charity over the phone that you've never given to. It's more than likely not going to end up where you want it to be. Right. Yeah. Good point. And, you know, are there way, there are ways to check up on these charitable organizations, obviously. And, uh, that sounds like a really good resource, right? Yeah, absolutely. CharityNavigator.org is a great place to be. Yeah. Now, if, if the any of these things are bringing up questions in your mind or you're worried that something might have happened or you want, heck, if you just want to step help walking through how to check your, your, your credit report, make sure it hasn't been hit for something like this, give us a call, 800-339-9252 or visit us online, compass-ltd.com. And we've got some stuff we could give you to help you walk you through it. Or if it's tougher and you're maybe you're older, you don't have internet access or something, um, you can come on in and we'll show we'll walk you through it at the office and show you what you need to do. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's great that you're offering that. And listeners, this is the Financial Compass uh, with Matt Brunner and myself, your co-host Tony Shore. Uh, Matt and I are here just hanging out talking about some uh, phone scams that you need to avoid. And I think it's terrible how a lot of these uh, really prey on seniors and uh, elderly or, you know, vulnerable people who might not understand technology. And, you know, my my mother-in-law actually uh, got taken by the whole Microsoft scam. They called, said they were from Microsoft, said they wanted to work on her computer, asked her if she had problems. Oh, yes. Well, who doesn't have problems with their computer? You know, we're getting an error message. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, yeah. There's so and many then they uh, they got her. She gave them all her information, gave them access. It was it was not good. But again, uh, I want to remind the listeners: Apple computers, Apple, uh, Microsoft, Google, Amazon. None of those companies, the IRS, none of those will ever, ever, ever call you for any reason. Uh, Google will never call you. In fact, if you wanted to try to get a live person who works at Google or Amazon on the phone, good luck. Yeah, and it's not just because they're giant, nameless, faceless corporations that could care less about you. It's just not their protocol. (laughs) I detect a little sarcasm. However, uh, (laughs) let's continue with the show. I think we're pretty much wrapped up with the phone scams. I know you also wanted to talk about tariffs because they're in the news a lot, and a lot of people, I know you've gotten a lot of questions from your clients and from our listeners out there about tariffs. We've heard a lot about this. Uh, in the past year when it comes to trade wars, help the listeners and myself understand how all these different things we hear in the news actually works. All right. So, yeah, we're talking about, you know, these scams, they, they can affect you financially and so can so can tariffs. And I'm not trying to say that tariffs are scams, but they do have that common thread of affecting you financially. So let's talk about this. You hear about these tariffs. Now, let's just make it easy. Let's say there's a tariff on, on a microwave. It's 25%. Now, say there's a foreign company that prices their microwave at $100. Now, due to the tariff, an American company buying that microwave would have to pay an additional $25. So that brings the total cost of the microwave, the $25 tariff plus the $100 to $125. Now, often the importer passes the ex- increased expense onto the consum- consumer who purchases the microwave. So you and I, and once ex- again, we pay. Yeah, the extra 25 doesn't go to the foreign company selling the microwave. 
Tariff proceeds go to the U.S. Department of the Treasury, but generally you're going to see the end user paying for it. Yeah. So that tariff percentage can potentially impact the cost of the goods being taxed is what you're saying. Uh, are these tariffs, are, are tariffs a new concept? It seems like we're just hearing about them now quite a bit. Yeah, not at all. Not, I'm, there's very few new concepts. Right. right nothing new under enough. the sun, as they say. <laughs> but, but there, you know, there's a Smithsonian.com article, A History of America's Ever-Shifting Stance and Tariffs. Now, they're not a new concept. They go all the way back to the 1760s. Great Britain charged heavy import duties that increased prices on many desirable goods, stuff like glass, lead, paper, even tea. Uh, now I think might be able to see where this one's going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tea, let's see. Great Britain, heavy tax on tea. I feel like we might be talking about a certain party in Massachusetts Bay in the Boston yes, area. Yes, not to, not to be confused with the current words that we're about to use, but the famous Boston Tea Party yes. was partly in response to these higher prices. So after the American Revolution, tariffs were a major source of revenue for the new American government. Remember, there wasn't a federal income tax until 1913. Tariffs also had a hand in the Great Depression mm. as well. Many economists believe that Herbert Hoover's uh, protectionist move, the, the Smoot-Hawley Act in June 1930, did more harm than good. It was supposed to help the country recover from the stock market crash of 29, but it made things even worse internationally. Now, production booms during World War II, the Cold War, it led the country to enact fewer tariffs and to focus on aligning with the this free trade philosophy, you know, you, the, it eventually led to the establishment of the World Trade Organization in 1995, which I had some random person in London yelling at me while I was visiting London on a train in the 1990s about the World Trade Organization, like it was somehow my fault. I remember that year clearly. Um, that really happened. Why, oh, yeah. He's so mad. And he found out I was American and he yelled at me for yeah. it. And I said, I. I've had nothing to do with this, I promise. But yeah. he needed somebody to vent. Well, sure. <laughs> sure. Well, so, tariffs obviously yeah. have been around for a long time then. But So why does it feel like they're relatively new? Obviously, they stopped utilizing tariffs uh, as a policy, right? Right. Well, you know, a lot of times there's there's a saying we say in, in, in investing, this time it's different. We always feel that way. We always feel like something's new because we forget the his, the lesson of history. Yep. But you know, since the 2016 election, though, tariffs have been making a comeback. Now they've been used as foreign policy tool as much as they've been used as an economic tool. There's been tariffs as high as 25 percent levied against imports from uh, how do I pronounce it? China? No, China. China. It's China, <laughs> Canada. Uh, European Union, South Korea, Brazil, Argentina, more even. It, it can affect exports from the United States as well because countries often react to new tariffs by imposing their own on products coming from the United States. Wow. So that's why they've been in the news for the past few years, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, not everybody's happy about tariffs. There's company, right. you'll hear a lot of people in the, you know, I've heard a lot of news out of the Midwest where there's a lot of farmers they can't get rid of stuff now because of the tariffs enacted on some of their products in response to they, these. Now, we know what tariffs are, what their history is, but let's look how they can affect consumers. There was a magnifymoney.com article. Consumers, we talked about earlier, that the consumers generally end up paying half to two-thirds of the tariff costs. The rest of the tariff is often absorbed by foreign exporters or the U.S. company importing the product. But with higher-end specialized products, 
the entire cost is sometimes passed on to consumers. Mm. Another factor with highly specialized products is that a company might have no choice but to pay a tariff because they can't find the product anywhere else. Then they pass that extra expense onto their customers. So with lower end products like you know t-shirts, competition from other countries is very, there's so much, foreign companies often lower the cost to offset tariffs. But lower, so the lower end, Highly competitive good. T- consumers don't typically pay it, but the other stuff, they really do. Now, cons- currently, it seems that the era of few tariffs and robust free trade is ending. They'll likely continue to dominate the news as governments increasingly use them as economic tools and foreign policy tools. But without a crystal ball, I can't say that for sure. But hopefully having an understanding of how they work will help us not react. So, you know, off the wall to them and just understand their place. Right. Good point. Well, this has been a great conversation to have, but as usual, our time has flown by. The time is up Holy for this moly. week's show, Matt. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Uh, sure. If this, if you have any questions about what we talked about today, uh, how to protect yourself from these things, what you know, what effect tariffs might have on your new building project, etc., give us a call, 800-339-9252, or you can go to us online at compass-ltd.com. We offer a complimentary, no cost, no obligation initial consultation, and we'll sit down, answer some, you know, these questions and more that you might have, and talk to you about how putting a comprehensive financial plan in place will hopefully, you know, one, you'll learn some of these things along the way through that process, how to protect your finances, and two, uh, how to make that that plan work so that you can have that life you want tomorrow while still maintaining that life you want to live today. Yeah, that sounds great. What's that number again? It's 800-339-9252. Excellent. And that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matthew Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisor services offered by Gradient Securities LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.